The guest interview within this episode includes descriptions of violence, including sexual violence, and may not be suitable for all listeners. Please be advised. Hello, loyal and new listeners, and welcome back to Amy Talks. Today, I am speaking to Pamela Troutman, whose daughter Alicia was convicted of second-degree murder against her abuser when she was simply fighting back in self-defence. She was sentenced to 14 years in prison. We have a moving conversation about how this has affected Alicia, what women should do in a similar situation to Alicia's, i.e. domestic abuse, and Pamela goes into detail about the court case and why it was a miscarriage of justice. Before that, it's time for this episode's good news story, and it's a very, very strange one. Did you know that there is a Lego Mafia? I didn't either. (laughs) I didn't either. But apparently, there's an international Lego Mafia that have been busted by French police. So obviously, uh, as you know, the big sets are actually a lot of money. Um, the, The big Lego sets can go for like two or three hundred pounds a time, depending on what um kind of it's related to so if it's to do with star wars or like a certain film franchise or brand um they'll obviously want to sell theirs at premium which is fair enough um but apparently on the black market (laughs) they're selling lego uh the story is from oddy.com uh which kind of is a site for odd stories and and kind of um it's obviously where i got it from and um just stories that might make you laugh. So it says black markets usually provide those looking for illicit goods a relatively trade safe network. So obviously um, could be used to sell illegal stuff like parts of endangered animals, which is just absolutely. But you can obviously on, on the dark web, you can buy drugs, weapons, criminal services. You can buy people's credit card details, you can buy anything really on the dark web. But Lego is, is part of that apparently. It says French police authorities are building a case against an international criminal network dealing in stolen Lego. Last June, they caught three Polish citizens, two men and a woman, red-handed stealing everyone's favourite toy bricks from a toy store. The trio confessed that they were part of an expert thief team specialised in stealing Lego. Why anyone would want to steal Lego, I have no idea. Apparently there is a whole worldwide community of people who want to invest in or play with Lego blocks or both. The market has only gotten bigger over the last year, obviously due to the pandemic. A lot of people are spending a lot more time inside. Um, as I mentioned, the kits are, are pretty pricey, the, uh, the kind of Lego uh, figures. Uh, but the Lego's group marketing pro- policies apparently can cause the prices to skyrocket. Apparently how it works is Lego tend to have products that are available for a couple of years at a time then they slowly phase them out and bring in new ones which is is fair enough um but obviously the the vintage ones the older ones can collect a lot of money um can go for thousands of dollars apparently um i i haven't bought any lego so i don't know one of the contributors to the article named a certain cafe corner lego set that cost some 150 dollars when it was released in 2007 since its disappearance from the store, it can go for as much as $2,500 in its original packaging. Wow, that is a lot. But then I suppose vintage things 
are very expensive because then they're simply not on sale anymore. Uh, individual Lego pieces, so the, the little tiny bricks themselves, have quite a market. There's a number of websites that are dedicated to selling nothing but individual pieces on their own, which is amazing. Um, however, the single piece market doesn't see as much illegal activity. I'm not surprised. <laughs> it says at the end, if you have a kid or a sibling who's really into building with Lego, you might want to keep your doors tightly locked at night. That is very good advice because people will come in and steal it. Personally, as I said, as I say, you know, I don't play with Lego, um, but there's plenty of people out there that do. So keep your Lego sets tight to you. Um, have it kind of close to you so that nobody can steal it. That's my advice. Um, and yeah, that's the good news story for this episode. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. You have to excuse me. I'm in my anime hoodie. No, it's okay. Don't worry. I'm in a job as well. It's really cold. For those listening who don't know about what happened to your daughter, could you briefly explain? My daughter was in a relationship with an older man and she was extremely happy mm-hmm. and she had two younger kids that at the time that was one and two and she wanted to give them a better life so he was from Grand Rapids Lansing Michigan area and he applied for a job within his his employer to be transferred to Michigan so she went so he had her like completely fooled because then it's like when she got up there it was like a 360 I say it's a 666 situation because he just completely turned and it's like now the more that I think about it it's like when he brought her to Michigan He was expecting all these sexual things that never Mm. happened here. So I feel like my daughter was a victim of being sex trafficked because he wanted her to have threesomes. He wanted her to have sex with other men while she while he watched and she wasn't she wasn't with that. No, no. So um, she they started having altercations and she didn't come out and tell me and I wish she would have because I would have came up there and got her so Mm. one night he was like you know how most men are I don't want to be with you and you know she's like okay fine because she already had a contingency plan in the back of her mind if Mm. things didn't work out you know what she would do so um he saw her phone got mad that another guy was going to come pick her up and it got physical he started throwing her into the walls and slamming her on the floor oh my gosh he finally broke away grabbed a knife ran downstairs and ran outside of the house so at that point she cleared herself from the threat Mm -hmm. but he took time out to put on a jacket because she didn't have a coat on and she was standing on the steps in between their house and the neighbor's house and he lunged at her and got stabbed and it just so happened that it hit an artery Mm. 
and then he died and then she was charged with second degree murder and the trial was a nightmare Michigan mm. legal system is a nightmare so we did our state petition um for appeal it was denied so I actually did her supreme appeal um because her lawyer that did it for for her is like she doesn't do that level she said but you have all the information that you need and so I filled it out and I went to ineffective counsel and in 1995 the state of Michigan ruled that the burning bed syndrome could be used as a defense for abused women Mm -hmm. and so they brought up all the years that she had been abused from you know when she was 15 when she was with her first child's father then her second child's father and whatnot and I'm like okay you guys you know established that pattern but there was no expert called no nothing and I also feel that the jury was brought as well because the family came to the trial every day Mm. and when they didn't come back for closing arguments from lunch on time the district attorney was mad but with any trial the most important part is the verdict yeah his family never showed up for the verdict. The district attorney took them into a room after the jury was given deliberation and we didn't see them anymore because they had like, so many officers in the courtroom just to make sure nothing happened. And when the jury came back with a guilty verdict, the judge had this look on his face like, what in the fuck just happened? Mm. Like, He's like, I feel like she proved that it was self-defense. And so he told her lawyer to get her PSI guidelines down to the bare minimum. And he was going to go with the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. But and she got offered a a plea deal to do two to four years of voluntary manslaughter because the DA and the lawyer had some type of competition going on and he felt like every time he met the DA, he beat him. He's like, no, don't take it. I got this. And I'm just like, okay. So I'm using my voice to fight for my daughter. Yeah. But a lot of people don't have a mom like me to fight for them Mm. so there are a lot of Alicia's in this world I am a survivor of domestic violence Um, Alicia's father was the first time I was physically abused then my ex-husband and then I had a boyfriend but the last boyfriend it changed the dynamic of my life. I was beat up four times, cut and stabbed. Oh my God. And I made sure that I kept the paperwork in his life. I did not change up, you know, women go back and forth. And for all the ladies that are listening, when you go forward, don't go backwards because it's sending a message to the guy that he can do whatever he wants to. 
Yeah. And restraining orders will get you killed quicker than anything. Yeah, I've seen, and, I've seen that happen. Yeah, and it's it's really sad. So that's my passion is being an advocate for women that have been abused because a lot of women don't know that I don't know if you guys have social security numbers over there or whatever but it's like when you've been a victim of domestic violence here in the states you can get a new social security number because they take this so serious because they know how grisly the outcomes can be yeah yeah and it's scary because it's like you know I look at the Megan Stallion situation and she's like, people don't do enough to protect black women. And honestly, with domestic violence, it's not a white or a black thing. It's a woman thing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's like, and if you want to be protected, you got to tell the truth. You can't pick and choose when you want to tell your truth because it makes it hard for women like my daughter that really are going through real life situations and the truth didn't help them. No, of course. Well, it's great that you're uh, you're advocating for your daughter and for other um, victims. <clears throat> um, so obviously, this is an obvious question, but you obviously think it, it was a miscarriage of justice that the, the sentence that your your daughter got. Most most definitely, most mm-hmm. definitely, because her lawyer wouldn't call any witnesses. I had sent him email after email. The like he put his hands on my daughter twice. So the first day that he put his hands on my daughter, he made a post on Facebook. I captured it. I sent it to him, nothing. Um, Her kids are in foster care and I've been trying to get them ever since this happened. So now it's to the point where I'm trying to adopt them and I'm actually gonna start a petition for that, for people to sign telling North Carolina to just give me my boys. And it's like, it's just so crazy because of all the things that are happening, what was the? Can you repeat that question for me? Of course. Um, do you think it was a was oh, a miscarriage yeah. of it, justice? It really, it really was because it's like all throughout, nothing, 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 and then they never reached out to her family. They painted my daughter as this monster yeah he had a previous charge and it was assault and they're like oh she just goes around she's violent but you can't tell one part of the story and not go and tell the other yeah um she a man was trying to sexually attack her and he slammed her on her head and my mother always told my kids, if you're fighting someone bigger than you, you pick up the first thing you can find and you knock them upside their head. So she found the mason jar and she hit him in the head. So mm-hmm. she she worked them over, but then he went in his room, 
locked the door and called 911. So when they arrested my daughter, when she got to the jail, when the sergeant saw her, they sent her out for medical attention. Mm. And while the person that she attacked um, was like pressing charges, um, he got charges pressed against him as well. But the jury didn't hear that part or they didn't pull up her mugshot and show how like big her eyes were. From yeah, her, her injuries, yeah. Yeah, so I sent the attorney all of that. And then it's like, even with the sentencing, she's supposed to be sentenced April the 11th. Her attorney is like, oh, I need a continuance. It's some discrepancies. He's like, um, I got it postponed for a week. And I'm like, okay, so am I going to get, you know, are you going to court the 18th? Because I live in North Carolina, so I have to drive. I couldn't fly because I had surgery. Mm. So he was like, mm, I don't think so. Him and the district attorney worked together to keep me out of the courtroom, out of Michigan, out of speaking at her sentencing. They blocked people from writing letters for her, mm. like, support even in her job that she held in Michigan and I'm just like wow and then she was like mommy the news crew was there and everything I said they did that on purpose because they found out that I wrote the judge a letter and I was trying to tell I never sent it but I was wanting to warn him of the antics that was taking place in his courtroom because Nobody knew I was her mother because I missed the trial because I had surgery. So mm -hmm. when I got there, I got there for the closing arguments and I was talking to the district attorney and I asked him a question and he flat out told me that my daughter was going to be found guilty. That's terrible. Absolutely terrible. Yeah, so I'm going to grieve both the district attorney and um, her attorney. Mm. So what happened to your daughter obviously must have been horrific for her to experience. So what has been the impact on her combined with her jail sentence? She's finally come to terms that she is an abused woman. Mm -hmm. She used to refuse to accept the fact that she was an abused woman because she felt like it made her helpless. And she used to be like, oh, mom, I might start a fight. I'm like, hun, it doesn't matter. It's like you are reacting to all the actions that have been taken towards you. Mm -hmm. So it's like now she accepts her truth. She humbled herself. She has more self-love, mm -hmm. more self-appreciation. Um, we uplift other women in prison. I play it forward. I tell Alicia, once a month, find somebody that's less fortunate than you are. And I put money on their books so they're able to get commissary or make phone calls mm -hmm. or anything like that. I said, because you are 700 miles away from me. Mm. And I have to make sure you have everything that you need. I yeah, talked to her every day, um, went to go see her last year, 
and ended up getting COVID. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. And I'm just like, damn, I go see you and you give me the cooties. But her spirit is uplifting. She's just like, if I have to do the 14, then I'm going to do the 14. Just make sure you get my boys. And I'm like, you're not going to do that 14. Because yeah. it would be different if you was this person that just was out here doing all these crazy things. And it's like what I'm finding is when bad people do bad things, it's like they always get slapped on the wrist. Yeah. But when yeah. good people do bad things to protect themselves or their family, it's like everybody feels like they have to make an example out of them. So my Completely thing, agree, yeah. Yeah, so my thing is, as a whole, domestic violence is on the rise, whether it's, you know, a man and a woman with the man being the aggressor or if you flip it and the man's being the aggressor or even if you're in a same-sex relationship, domestic violence is real and yeah. it starts even in teenagers. So it's like, if we don't start addressing that as a whole, a lot more people will die trying to get away from their abuser, their oppressor. And it's like, when the cops come, if they've been here more than once, it's like they start taking the calls not serious anymore, or it doesn't help if you go back to that same situation. So mm -hmm. I feel like with the shelters, there need to be more shelters. And now they're offering in my state, and I'm pretty sure in other states, like when you get a new ID or driver's license, you don't have to put your address on it. You can use oh, that's good. That's really good. Yeah, so you're not found. So it's just like I'm in it to win it. Um, my goal is to be a motivational speaker and just let women know that love isn't supposed to hurt. And then no. if it hurts, is it really love? Yeah. Well, I think you're doing brilliantly in your motivational speaking by sort of being on here and telling your story and, and being an advocate, which is great. Um, my last question is, what would your advice be to anyone who's going through this or if anybody knows anyone that's going through it, like, for example, their daughter or their you know, friend or family member, what would your advice be? Um, when you're a domestic violence survivor, women send off triggers mm -hmm. and you can tell by the way they might say something or the way they might act and then you go from there but ladies if you are in a situation and you feel that you cannot get out or you need help tell your best friend tell your relative if you call the police, stand on that call. Do not take it back. Think about your kids and think about the generational curse that you're placing on them. 
So you don't want your daughters to feel like, well, it's okay for a man to hit me because I saw mommy get hit by daddy. And you don't want your sons to feel like it's okay to put their hands on somebody because they saw their father or a man that you were in a relationship do mm. it to you. No. And I'm even going to go out on a limb. It's like, if you need to talk to me, I have an email address because I came up with this thing called Boost the Sister Up. Mm-hmm. And sister is like B-O- B-O-O-S-T-S-I-T-A up at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And that is primarily to boost women up, help them walk in their truth so that they can live because you don't have to be a victim all your life. And that includes being molested, sexual assault. And those are things that me and Alicia have in common. She was raped when she was 11 by a neighbor Mm -hmm. and she didn't want to, you know, at that age, you don't want people looking at you crazy, but she stood in her truth and he got convicted. So ladies, please, please don't be silent. Blood pressure is not, I mean, it is a silent killer, but your silence is a killer too because you never say anything. No one is ever going to know. And live for your kids, live for your mom, just find a purpose in life. Live, live, live. We don't need a man to make us happy because we can sustain ourselves. So get out that mentality. Just find support groups. You can find support groups online if you don't want to go in and show your face and the anonymity or whatever. Just speak it. Yeah. Don't be like my daughter. Don't don't have your mom get a call that you were killed or you killed someone. That is not a good feeling. No, I can imagine. Well, thank you. That was a very um, stark reminder of um, domestic violence and its its effects, um, obviously. Um, thank you for providing that email address. I'll put it in the, the link of the episode um, so people can email you if they have any issues. Okay. I appreciate you so much. And thank you for letting me use this platform to speak my truth. No problem at all. <laughs> you have a lovely day and stay warm over there. I will do. And you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you very much to Pamela for taking the time to tell that dramatic story. If you wish to sign the petition that Pamela set up, hashtag justice for Alicia, The link will be in the episode description. If you are experiencing domestic violence and need help, here are some helplines to call. In the UK, you can call Refuge's National Domestic Abuse Helpline on 0808 2000 247. That's 0808 2000 247. Or visit womensaid.org.uk for resources and help. 
In the US, you can call the National Domestic Violence Helpline at 1-800-799-SAFE, which is 7223. That's 1-800-799-SAFE, which is 7223. Or visit thehotline.org for information and resources. I'll also put that information down in the episode description for you so you don't have to remember it. Don't worry. Until next time, bye.